Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, July 28th. S&P futures are trading up about one or two points. They've been that way for the last couple of hours, so essentially unchanged for the U.S. futures. Eurozone equities are up about 30 to 40 basis points. Asia was mixed. Uh, Japan ended in the red. Mainland China was relatively solid along with Hong Kong. Um, So from the perspective of U.S. stocks, there's really not much to talk about today. So your two big themes... U.S. fiscal stimulus and then COVID, as far as macro trends are concerned, very much unchanged from where we were at the close of trading yesterday on Monday. So the Republican bill formally dropped after the close. All of the various different components are very much in line with uh, prior media reports as far as the unemployment benefit cut from 600 down to 200 initially, and then going to this 70% um, you know, scheme over time as states upgrade their system to accommodate that. Another round of one-time stimulus checks going to all the same people as in the CARES Act. So there was a little bit of uncertainty around whether or not the checks would go to a smaller subgroup of people, but they'll go to the same amount of people. Um, so those are the two big issues that I think markets were looking at closely. Um, you know, those will be the worst case scenario. Now you're, you know, you're looking at some pretty fraught negotiations with Democrats. Obviously, you had all the leaders come out yesterday, essentially reject this GOP plan. Um, you're now going to, like I said, go into a phase of negotiations. I would imagine it's going to last at least until the end of next week. Um, and we'll just kind of have to watch the headlines to see how things proceed. I know some Republicans are looking to break this whole effort apart into smaller pieces to make it more digestible. Um, you know, dealing perhaps with just the unemployment benefits and then other various components. Uh, I don't think that will really get a lot of traction with Democrats, but, um, you know, all that remains to be seen. Um, you know, I think obviously the odds of passing something are very, very high, probably going to be worth over a trillion dollars. That's the price tag on the Republican plan. Um, you know, I think the market is roughly assuming around a trillion and a half, and we'll just have to see how things unfold. Um, you know, there's a lot of division within the Republicans, which is why, you know, this bill was so late to be released to begin with. This was supposed to be out last week. Um, maybe you have a lot of articles talking about how the White House and Senate Republicans are not on the same page. So it's going to, like I said, definitely be, um, you know, a, a, a torturous negotiation over the coming days. On the COVID front, you know, for the last several days going into last week, there have been evidence that the big troubled states, the transmission numbers are plateauing. Um, so that got a lot of attention in the media yesterday. There were a bunch of articles out on CNN, on Bloomberg, et cetera, talking about how U.S. COVID trends are plateauing, which is certainly not negative, um, but they are plateauing at very elevated numbers. So you're still talking about tens of thousands of transmissions a day, and you're still seeing hospitalizations and fatalities climb higher, um, obviously, because there's a lag. And you're also like, you know, you're going to be seeing this show up in economic statistics and company commentary now for the next several weeks or months, just given the lag effect. Um, you know, so clearly there's been a, a detrimental impact to economic activity because of the transmission figures. Um, and that, and like I said, I think that's going to become more apparent in the future. Um, also, you have not really seen any downside move in the market because of what the uh, transmission surge in June and, and uh, July. And so it's not really clear why, since the market never sold off on the news, why it then would rally on on a, on a number that's still, like I said, very elevated at north of 50,000 cases a day. Um, and yesterday, if you kind of dissect the market, the price action, it was not a market that was signaling a lot of optimism about the outlook for the pandemic. All of the groups that are most levered 
to the pandemic going away, were all hit pretty hard yesterday. All of your travel, leisure names, banks, et cetera. Um, those are the stocks that if one is very optimistic about COVID on vaccines, et cetera, those are the groups to be buying. But instead, it was just all tech-driven, a tech-driven rally yesterday. And that, like I said, is not a market that is really all that optimistic about the outlook for COVID. So I know there is a lot of positive commentary around the U.S. COVID front, um, but it just kind of strikes me as, as being more of an excuse than anything else. Um, so that's pretty much it. There's no major eco data out today. No major central bank headlines today. Obviously, you have the Fed coming up tomorrow. I put out a preview yesterday on the Fed. I have a link to it in the, in, in the piece this morning. Um, I think it's going to be very, very uneventful, just like the recent ECB meeting was uneventful. I think central banks, for the most part, are kind of watching to see how things unfold. Um, they've already done a lot. The Fed has a lot of unutilized emergency measures that are still in place. Um, you know, So to the extent markets were to suffer any type of setback, all of those emergency tools are still there for markets to uh, seek relief from. So it's not like the Fed is completely withdrawing. Um, and I think the Fed is going to want to watch to see how this latest increase of COVID cases unfolds with regards to growth. You obviously have seen a lot of evidence of a stalling in the rebound. I think you're going to want to wait to see how that uh, how that plays out over the course of August and then the first half of September. And then also, too, I want I think they're, they're going to wait to see how the fiscal negotiations unfold in Washington. I don't think it really makes a lot of sense for them to unleash a huge new quantitative easing program or formal forward guidance at this point in time when it's not necessarily needed in the market and when there are just so much pieces of uncertainty that you will get more clarity on by the next meeting in September. Um, so like I said, I think tomorrow should be very, very uneventful with regards to the Fed. Um, and incidentally, I think this big hearing with the CEOs of Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, that takes place Wednesday before the House. I think that's going to be extraordinarily uneventful too. You're going to get a ton of press coverage around it. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think it will mean much for anything. Uh, for earnings out last night in the US, NXPI was really the only major one. Um, you know, echoed, uh, I think, I think uh, directionally, a lot of the same themes and trends that you've seen from other semiconductor companies so far. Um, obviously, NXPI is very auto-focused. You had an enormous drop down in auto demand, uh, in auto manufacturing rather, in Q2. Um, that was obvious from every other company that we've heard from, and that and things are now rebounding, coming back. So NXPI echoed that the absolute numbers were were relatively solid versus expectations, but the upside was not as significant as Texas Instruments last week. And recall, Texas Instruments came for sale after its report. Um, that was really the only major name in the U.S. There are a lot of others. I have all the details. In Europe this morning, you're seeing weakness in luxury stocks. So LVMH and Montclair had earnings out yesterday after the European close. Um, they weren't necessarily awful, but I think investors are just a little underwhelmed with them for the most part. So those stocks are for sale. Luxury is getting hit in Europe. Um, Reckitt Bank Kaiser had numbers out this morning. The Q2 figures were solid, um, but management is kind of guiding lower 2021, just talking about how Revenue comparisons will obviously be very difficult because of the huge COVID spike this year, and then talking about incremental spending weighing on margin. So it's more of a 2021 outlook story for Reckitt Van Kaiser. Um, and those were the major ones as far as earnings in Europe are concerned. For the US session today, um, actually, just quickly on Europe. So Pigo had earnings out, and that's obviously a major auto manufacturer. So autos are trading well in Europe. Um, looking out in the US session for today, it's really just earnings, and there are a lot of big ones. So before the open, McDonald's, Triple M, Pfizer, uh, Otis, Raytheon are probably the big ones. And then after the close, you have Akamai, AMD, 
eBay, Juniper, Mondelez, Starbucks, Seagate, Visa are all going to be very important. I think probably from a macro perspective, McDonald's, Starbucks, Visa um, will be very critical because you're going to get linearity on just consumer spending patterns. On a, they usually have been giving color on a, on nearly a week to week basis, um, you know, especially Visa. So it'll be very interesting to see if you've seen again a flatline, a reversal, given the COVID case spike throughout June and July. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.